And hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and we're transmitting live from 102.3 FM, truthfm.tv, twitcasting.tv and our various network. We stay that you can we pray that you can stay tuned to today's program as we're going to be looking at God's mighty angels in the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 10 as we talk about spiritual hindrances. And our lines will be open if you would like to text in with your questions or your comments. Our local number is 305-992-9537. 305-992-9537. We'd love for you to be part of the program. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. Lord, uh, help us really uh, get into it, understand it. Lord, draw closer to you through reading Daniel. Thank you for giving us a glimpse of the future, Lord, and may we take it to heart and use it, Lord, in our service for you. Bless our interview today. Bless those listening, and thank you for your love and your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again. You tune in to The Truth Will Set You Free, TV, radio edition, Bible prophecy. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, who's looking at Daniel's chapter 10, God's Mighty Angels. In the book of Daniel. Hey, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the truth will set you free. You can find more information here on www.twave.tv. And of course, our lines will be open. If you would like to serve as a prayer partner, you can always call us and let us know that you will be interested. As we are in need of a lot of prayer, there's a lot of warfare out there. And also, for those of you that are familiar with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and Franklin Graham Samaritan's Purse, make sure that you check them out. And be part of their ministry there, being a blessing to a child uh, this Christmas with Operation Christmas Child. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's a pleasure to have you back on. Hey, what a pleasure to be on, Vic. Thank you so much. Nathan, we have been having a really wonderful time making our way through these different series of God's Mighty Angels, and you've been a, a great part of that, sharing with us good news, feedback from people that have been tuning into the programs and, and how they've been blessed. So, Nate, would you be able to once again share just your information briefly, your contact information, your resources, for those individuals that maybe are tuning in for the first time so they can get a hold of your wonderful resources? Well, uh, my name is Nathan Jones. I'm the Associate Evangelist and Web Minister for Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy preaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And folks can check us out on our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. And there you can uh, watch our television show, Christ in Prophecy, with Dr. David Reagan, who's our founder and senior evangelist. And that program is transmitted all over the world, over TBN and uh, Church Channel, Daystar, and, of course, our website. And uh, we have plenty of articles, social networks, e-newsletters, uh, blog, you name it, brother. We've got one you, Bible prophecy. Why not you get excited that Jesus Christ is coming back? I love that. Lambline is a one-stop shop for Bible prophecy, right, Nate? <laughs> <laughs> it's that or twave.tv and twave.org. Great one. Praise the Lord. Well, Nathan, it's nice to combine our resources together, right, to reach multiple people in various locations. And that's why I love social media. You do a great job with social media. People can also um, uh, get a hold of you through all these wonderful resources. Right, Nate? Yeah, and I just appreciate that uh, you're willing to partner with Lamb and Lion Ministries. I wish more Bible prophecy ministries did that. You know, we tend to be independent and go on our own, a lot of them. But, you know, we, we cross paths at conferences and sometimes yeah. write articles together and do radio programs like that. And that's a real blessing. It's like a, 
close-knit family of people who are just excited about God's prophetic words and want to see people come to know Jesus as their Savior. Yes, yes, Nathan. And you know, I think you just shared a good word for uh, ministers out there watching and listening. It's important to uh, to be united in the things of the Lord, especially when you have one mind and one heart, because we can do so much more, right, Nate? We can reach so many more people. We can, we can. And if your church uh, feels that you know, maybe you're not an expert in Bible prophecy, you're more than welcome to call our minister or contact yes. us, and we'd love to come and preach uh, Bible prophecy to yeah. your church, either at a service or through a conference. Uh, I know uh, Dr. Reagan all will be down in uh, January of 2016 to visit a church in Hialeah. And Vic, we're looking yep. forward to seeing you guys down in Miami. And so, yeah, we travel all over the country and even uh, I've been to Canada and Nicaragua and overseas in Israel and other places. And, and so we try to go all over the world to share the gospel. Praise the Lord. That is fantastic. Yeah, Nathan, and thank you for sharing all those wonderful resources. Those of you that are watching us live, you can see their webpage in the back, and you can see, again, just the various wonderful ministries uh, that you can take advantage of in lamblion.com. Uh, so, Nathan, again, we're very excited for all the wonderful things that God is doing with Bible prophecy. I mean, every every week when you and I are doing this program, we, we just turn to the news, and it's almost like we don't need to prepare anything because it's already there for us, right? Well, the news, I try not to interpret Bible prophecy from the news, but interpret to the news through Bible prophecy. But, brother, you are right. The news has just been rife with examples, especially as they relate to prophetic wars, both in Psalm 83 and Ezekiel yes. 38 and 39. The players are coming together. Yeah. Israel is in the crosshairs, and we're starting to see quite a number of events that tie around close to the tribulation time period, which means yeah. that we're getting close to the rapture of the church, where Jesus takes those who put their faith and trust in him off this planet before his wrath comes down in a time period called the tribulation. Excellent. And you know, Nate, as we look at Daniel chapter 10, there are certain things here that are given to us that we should grab hold of. We also need to prepare ourselves in these last days before the soon return. So would you be able, Nate, before we jump into chapter 10 of the book of Daniel, maybe giving us our quick recap of chapter 9 in the 70th week of Daniel, maybe in case someone just tuned in and wasn't part of the series. Well, Daniel was an exile taken by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Uh, he was taken out of Jerusalem and brought up with a number of his uh, noblemen, a young nobleman, and he was trained in the ways of Babylon. But he always kept his faith and heart with God. And God gave him a special gift, a gift we don't see today, right. and that's the, the interpretations of visions and dreams, and uh, particularly about the future. Now, some, we know in the end times uh, people will start having that gift again, but mm -hmm. Daniel, particularly in this time period, had this gift where he could see uh, what was going on. And angels would come down usually and give him that message. And that's right. really incredible. As we, I love that you're looking at Daniel through the book as through the eyes of the angels because God's messengers are very busy uh, managing things in the background. And Daniel 10 of most of the chapters in the Bible tear off that covering that we can't see and reveals the spirit world working on behind the scenes. Mm, excellent point, Nathan. And that's why even today, God's angels are actively involved in our lives and in the affairs all around us. And that's why the more that we read through the book of Daniel, we get a better picture also of the warfare behind the scene as well. So thank you for that recap, Nate. And if you, Nate, if you can take us there through chapter 10, beginning on verses 1 through 3, in case someone is out there doesn't have a Bible, they can follow along with us. That would be fantastic. Okay, okay. Well, again, in chapter 9... 
Daniel was told a time period when the Messiah would come. It's 483 years from a decree by Artaxerxes to rebuild Jerusalem's walls and temple. And Jesus fulfilled that exactly to the day with his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. But there was a seven-year time period left over, and that's called Daniel's 70th week. And Daniel's 70th week is reserved to the, after this church age we're living in now, a seven-year time period of tribulation. Well, Daniel wanted to know, what was that about? Right. And so here we go into Daniel 10, as he's trying to understand what's going to happen in this future time period. So verse 10-1 reads, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. The message was true, but the appointed time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all until three whole weeks were fulfilled. Mm, That is amazing. So uh, we notice there he talks about Cyrus. Uh, Can you talk to us a little bit more regarding Cyrus? There's a a number of things in the Bible that are just exciting about this guy. Well, Daniel earned his way up to the high ranks of being a courtier, uh, even uh, as high as being over the province of Babylon underneath King Nebuchadnezzar, the very king who had exiled and taken him out of Jerusalem up to Babylon, uh, Daniel interpreted his dreams, and so he had found great favor with Nebuchadnezzar. But the Babylonian Empire didn't last long, mm. and the Persian Empire, the Medo-Persian, the Medes and the Persians together, conquered Babylon and took over. So now there's a new king, and this new king is Cyrus. And so at this time now, Daniel is no longer a young man. Mm-hmm. He's an old man. This is about 536 B.C., the third year of King Cyrus, as the ruler of Persia. And again, Daniel isn't as high-ranked as he was, but he's still pretty high-ranked among the courtiers. Uh, The government might have had new leadership, but the the same noblemen were in charge, and Daniel was still in charge. And uh, he was given a name when he got to Babylon, which was Belteshazzar, but they didn't even let him keep his name. But when Daniel wrote down stuff, he used his Jewish name. (laughs) But his Babylonian name was Belteshazzar, which was a pagan god name, and he didn't really appreciate that too much but so here we got Cyrus king of Persia now what's amazing about Cyrus being king of Persia is back in Isaiah right. he prophesied 150 years beforehand mm. that a man named Cyrus would allow the Jewish people to return to Israel and rebuild the temple and that's exactly what Cyrus did you can read about it in the books of Haggai and Zechariah and also in Ezra that Cyrus made a decree that allowed the exiles to return to Jerusalem. And there we read about, uh, I think it was about 300,000 returned to Jerusalem along with the prophet Haggai and a very, very young Zechariah who would later grow up to be a prophet. And they set to rebuilding the temple. And so Daniel was living in a time where he was seeing prophecy being fulfilled right before his eyes. And now he's about to be given new prophecy. Woo, Nathan, I love that. And, and to and and sometimes people doubt the authenticity uh, of the Bible and the and the and the book of Daniel. But yet this individual Cyrus, he was talked about even before he was born, right? That he was going to come on the scene. Yeah, and he, he was named by name. Now you can read that Josiah, King Josiah, was also prophesied many years right. beforehand that he would actually go up to Samaria, dig up the bones of the heathen priests, <laughs> and burn them on their own temples. And that's exactly what Josiah did. Again here, we have a man named Cyrus who would become king, and he would be God's man to allow the Jewish people to return back to Jerusalem. Now, remember, 
the exile was to last 70 years, and so it was uh, 586, and we're down to 536. Yeah. So we haven't quite reached the whole 70 years yet, but once the temple is finally built, uh, I believe it was uh, 516 B.C., then the full 70 years were fulfilled. So Daniel is exiled, and he's living in a time where he sees mm -hmm. Cyrus become king. He's seeing a giant group of Jewish uh, people return to Jerusalem. They're starting to rebuild the temple, and he's like, yes, I'm seeing prophecy fulfilled right before my eyes. You know, Nathan, and, and as you're reading that, and I'm thinking, there's that's exactly what you and I are seeing in our time, right? 1948, we see something happen to Israel, 1967, and we see God's people being regathered. So, Nate, you and I are also living in this incredible time as well, right? Yes, we're living in, in like a time of Daniel, where Daniel is seeing amazing things happen, yeah. particularly through the Jewish people. Now, God has always separated the Jewish people to be his, what's called a prophetic time clock. In other yeah. words, they, whatever happens to Israel is tied to Bible prophecy, and we can watch prophecies being fulfilled and revealed to us through Israel. Like you said, Israel becoming a nation again, just as Zechariah prophesied. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just as he prophesied in 1948, May, they became a nation again. 1967, during the Six-Day War, Israel took Jerusalem and made it their capital again. And today, the whole world is against the Jewish people, again, just mm -hmm. as Zechariah prophesied. And even Netanyahu, when he was at the United Nations in the month of October of 2015, yeah. he looked at that audience and he said, <laughs> all of you are complicit with the Iranian deal, a nation that wants to destroy our nation and right. kill our people, and you are only silent mm. about that. You know, Nathan. Wow! I mean, I, wow! <laughs> that is a fulfillment of prophecy right there. <laughs> I mean, that was fantastic. And whoever missed that, Nathan, they can catch that right at Lamb and Lion. And also, I think you posted out on Facebook because it was just an amazing, amazing uh, uh, speech that he shared and how true it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can even go on YouTube or just Google Netanyahu speech UN 2015. Right. And it was riveting because. Yeah. What's amazing too is when you looked at the UN audience, half the people, the representatives from the nations had already left. So it was a, pretty much an empty audience. And those who sat there just kind of fidgeted and, and looked sheepish and all that. And the Bible said that in the end times, the whole world would yes. be against Israel. And we're seeing that today. The whole UN exists, nothing more than not punishing ISIS or the warlords of Malaysia. No, they're always against Israel for even existing. And we're seeing that today, that Israel has losing its friends. It, yeah. They pretty much lost the United States as a friend under the Obama administration. And so we know then that we are getting close to a time where the whole world feels brave enough mm. to take on Israel. And that, in part, is what Daniel 10 is going to start setting us up to, an understanding of the next few hundred years after Daniel, but then skips to the end of that tribulation time period, that Daniel's 70th week. And that's what we're looking at here. Nathan, and you know, at verse 1, I love it because it says, The message was true, but the appointed time was long. And isn't that the reality? Sometimes when it comes to Bible prophecy, people keep saying, Well, when is this going to happen? When is all this going to be fulfilled? I've been hearing about this all the time. But we need patience, right, Nate? <laughs> we do. And the, patience, the reason we need to be patient is because God is patient. Peter tells us that, that the Lord yeah. is patient because he, he doesn't want anybody to, to yes. suffer, go to hell. And so what he's doing, he's waiting till all the elect, all those who will accept Jesus as Savior, will do that. And then the end will come. And brother, we've been waiting 2,500 years since Daniel was that, given this prophecy. I mean, that's an amazing amount of time. 
Uh, for us, it seems like forever, but for God, who's eternal, <laughs> is just a blip on the map. <laughs> Nathan, I think that while we wait and as we're being prepared, I, I really think what you read for us there in verse 3 uh, is one of the best preparations because you share with us there, uh, I ate, talking about Daniel, he ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint my, my, myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Uh, so, Nate, here what we're noticing is, right, not only was Daniel a man of prayer, but also a man of fasting and a man who prepared himself before the Lord. If He didn't understand a message from God, and he clearly did. Matter of fact, we'll read in Daniel 12 later that Daniel asked an angel, hey, I don't understand. And he's like, Daniel, you can't. Right. You're just going to have to live with that, unfortunately. But And that's what Daniel would do. He would break out his spiritual disciplines especially fasting, and he would fast and pray until the Lord sent him a message. And sometimes he had to wait weeks. And I think, brother, it's a great example to us as Christians that when we're imploring of the Lord's direction, we turn to the Bible as our direction, we look for the Holy Spirit's guidance, but we also enact what's called the spiritual discipline. Yes. Nathan, that's a beautiful point you're making. I know there's somebody watching or listening right now. And again, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at Daniel uh, chapter 10. And Nate, I think spiritual uh, disciplines is something that is lacking today in so many. And that is something that we're called to do as Christians, right, Nate? Sometimes God is going to call us to do something a little difficult, but he wants to draw us deeper into our relationship with him. He does, he does. Uh, I think a great modern example of what we're seeing Daniel do is what, Vic, you're doing. Uh, your church is going through a lot of transitions right now, yes. and you're fasting and praying at this time too, right? Absolutely, Nathan. And we, we always take the Daniel fast as a challenge, sometimes for a week, sometimes 10 days, and this time it's going to be 21 days. And it's just a great opportunity for us to uh, go before God and seek His face when we're going through a difficult time, or maybe just to thank Him or to seek his face. So yeah, Nate, that's something that we do very often. Interesting. So as you are seeking the Lord's will in this big transition for Calvary Chapel Aventura, how are you fasting? What are you doing? Well, Nathan, there's various ways. According to the Bible, there's different fasts. We we believe uh, here, Daniel, he ate fruits and vegetables. He went about eating his normal meals, drinking water. But it talks about that he abstained uh, from certain kind of foods, the meats and all the, uh, the those kind of things. So we basically, uh, you know, eating fruits and vegetables, uh, wholesome grains, and just uh, asking the Lord to also not just uh, 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 fill us with food, but fill us with his spirit and wisdom in what he, in the, direction he wants us to go so daniel wasn't starving himself to death he was just cutting out the good stuff right pretty much man he gave out the the in and out burgers that they have in texas <laughs> <laughs> and maybe certain other things but he was not starving himself no no he, he would be dead right i mean what you can survive what three days without food and then you're uh 40 days excuse me right, right. 40 days without food and three days without water <laughs> but you're right when daniel would fast and pray uh, it's not that he stopped eating. And, and I took a class back when I was at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. It was by professional, Professor Don Whitney, and he wrote a book on spiritual disciplines. I really mm. recommend it to anybody who, who really wants to understand better. And uh, it's called Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. It's by Dr. Donald Whitney. Mm. And uh, he not only wrote the book, but he was our class professor. And he made us go through the different spiritual disciplines that would help us as, uh, think of it this way, if you are a decathlon uh, trainee and you're, you're preparing to run the decathlon, yes. you put yeah. your body through certain training 
so that you're the best at the Decathlon. Mm-hmm. And with spiritual uh, spiritual disciplines, the Christian can be prepared to run the Decathlon or the marathon of living the Christian life. Mm. Nathan, that is, I mean, and exactly, if we do it for the physical, we also need to do it for the spiritual to strengthen the spiritual man. And Jesus taught us that in Matthew chapter 4, right, Nate? I mean, he fasted. Uh, he also uh, uh, exercised the spiritual discipline. And if the Lord did it, I think I need to do it. <laughs> yeah. It opens us up. to, to It shows the Lord how dedicated we are to getting that answer. Uh, now, there's different types of fasts, like you said. You're, you're abstaining from your favorite foods, like In-N-Out burgers. <laughs> uh, uh, Dr. Whitney actually made us go through a three-day fast where we didn't eat any food. We just drank water. I tell you, man, I have that was the hardest thing I've ever got. I don't know why, but apple butter. That's all I could think of. I want apple butter. And I don't even eat apple butter normally, but that one, so it was on my mind the whole time. That was a three-day hard fast, and yet I, I learned a lot from it. Uh, yes. I learned that we need sometimes to give up the things that are important yeah. in our lives that we take for granted, that get in our way of our relationship, our comfort zone, and get out of that comfort zone. Mm that we can discern the will of God better. Excellent point. You know, Nathan, someone might be watching and listening and say, hey, what does this have to do with Bible prophecy? I'm tuning in to listen to Bible prophecy. Well, that is part of it. It is a spiritual discipline, and sometimes people just want to hear the the latest thing. But listen, God has called us to be more like Him, right, Nate? And this is one of the ways that the Holy Spirit speaks to us. It is. Now, you mentioned spiritual disciplines that you're fasting from certain foods. What are some of the other spiritual disciplines you're going through right now? Oh, Nathan. Well, one of those, of course, is prayer. Because I really believe when you're fasting and your body is craving certain things, it draws more to our knees and to pray and say, Lord, uh, you show us the direction. So also spending time in the Word of God, Nate. Uh, so it's not just not eating, but it's substituting that time, going before the Lord in prayer, going before the Lord, reading our Bible, and spending that time with Him. That's excellent. Uh, one of the other things Dr. Whitney taught us when it came to uh, spiritual disciplines is the need for Christian fellowship, the need to be with other Christians yeah. for accountability, for Bible study, for worship. And uh, that's a big concern, of, at least me as a web minister, is I get to minister to a lot of people online, but I run across many times uh, Christians online who have cut themselves off yeah. of Christian fellowship one-on-one. They, they, they're worried about the churches, or they live in areas where the churches aren't very doctrinally sound, and so they've cut themselves off from Christian fellowship, and praise the Lord, they're getting it online. Uh, people listening now might be in that situation. But uh, the Bible is very clear that we need to be involved in Christian yes. fellowship, one-on-one, interpersonal relationships with other Christians, so we can grow in our faith, and it helps us not mm. fall into sin and temptation. Hey, Nate, that's a great point. You know, we're going to be concluding our time of fasting and prayer with a 24-hour prayer chain. Well, we get our body together, and everybody takes turn for a half hour and prays and passes the baton and calls the other person. And it is, a way, it is a way to keep us together, Nate. You made a great point. That is really good. Uh, another, and then this is what you're doing, and this is another point that Dr. Whitney made, is serving each other. And that's what you guys are doing. You're serving each other in Christian love, right? Absolutely. And I think that that's also uh, something that, you know, is an, a lost art. People say, well, I can have church at home. Uh, right, <laughs> well, I can, and I'm glad that they can listen to the the teachings. But it's nothing better that when you have a need, right, Nathan, to have someone come and lay hands on you and pray with you and hug you, and, and that's how we serve each other. 
You're not kidding. Excellent point. Excellent point. And we see that in the Bible. Like you said, Daniel here in Daniel 10, we saw Jesus himself engage in spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Paul, the early church. I mean, you can go to so many examples of the Bible. And you're right. We don't do it. We're non-disciplined. We're comfortable. <laughs> uh, we read our Bible occasionally. We might pray once in a while. We go to church when we can. And that's that's not enough. Uh, if you were a football team and that was your training regiment, uh, you would be the lowest ranked <laughs> team out there. And if you want to be great in the Lord, right. engage in personal spiritual discipline. Excellent point, Nate. And of course, again, we just wanted to encourage those of you that are watching, those of you that are listening. Again, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free. Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones. Remember, our lines are open if you want to text in with your questions or your comments, or you can post them there, and we'll get back to you a little later. The local number is 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME. So, Nathan, I, I, I mean, uh, this is just an amazing passage one that challenges me personally. So when you were reading for us there, verses 1 through 3, there was just a number of things that we wanted our audience to uh, grab hold of. And Nate, can you read for us verses 4 through 6 as we continue? And if we don't complete it, of course, we'll take it up in the second segment of our program. Okay, verse 4. Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen whose waist was girded with gold of Uphaz. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. Whew. Now, Nathan, you and I, we, uh, we already agreed that some passages are a little bit difficult, but we will try to do our best in sharing what we believe is there. And, of course, this is one of those passages here, chapter 10, where there's different views and different opinions. But can you talk to us? What, what are you seeing here? Well, again... This is subject matter is the mighty <laughs> angels of, of Daniel, and we're being introduced to a mighty angel of Daniel. And uh, I don't know if you want to get into it now or wait to the second segment, but uh, ta-da, we got an angel right here. <laughs> there you go. Well, and we wanted to give our viewers and those that are listening, maybe they just tuned in, something for them to read and for them to ponder just in case they don't tune into the second segment of our program, it'll be a great opportunity for them to do so, right, Nathan, so that they can see as we unwrap this passage how it's just wonderful uh, what God is doing here through his messenger. So, yeah, Nate, I just wanted to open those up, and we'll definitely tackle those in the second segment of our program because we did run out of time for the first one. So I, le I love the way you left us out with that. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, to be continued. To be continued. Nathan, thank you so much for joining us for the, fir for the first segment of our program. It's always awesome to have you on. Thank you, brother. Have Thanks. Appreciate it being on. Awesome. And, of course, we want to thank those of you that have been tuning in. We encourage you to stay tuned to the second segment of our program. We will be right back after this break. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we've been looking at Daniel chapter 10, God's mighty angels in the book of Daniel, talking about spiritual hindrances. We will be right back. Those of you that cannot join us for the second segment, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And you guys have an awesome week.
And hello, everyone, and welcome to the Truth Will Set Your Seat Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones. Hey, we're transmitting live from 102.3 FM, truthfm.tv, as well as twitcasting.tv and our various networks. So we thank you for tuning in to the second segment of our program as we're looking at Daniel chapter 10, God's mighty angels in the book of Daniel looking at spiritual hindrances. And of course, our lines will remain open for those of you that would like to text in with a question or a comment, 305-992-9537 and 321-END-TIME. We'd love to hear from you. But before we continue the second segment of our program, and ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity to study Daniel. Lord, open up the passages so that we please may understand them. And uh, Lord, we just pray for all those listening, a great blessing on them. Uh, and Lord... You promised in Revelation that if we read your word, that we would be blessed. And Lord, I yes. just ask for that kind of blessing, a spiritual blessing that we may draw closer to you. In your precious name, amen. Mm, amen. Thank you, Nathan. Again, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free. Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. We're looking at Daniel chapter 10. God's mighty angels. And again, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry, as well as Calvary Chapel Broward. You can find more information here on our network. We're always in need of prayer partners. We'd love for you to get a hold of us if you would like to be one of those prayer partners. And those of you that are media savvy, if you would like to be part of TWI as a volunteer, let us know. We have some wonderful opportunities for you to be part of the mobile casting team. And of course, for those of you that are, would like to pray for this wonderful ministry, Samaritan's Purse. Franklin Graham, Make a Difference This Christmas in the Life of a Child Operation Christmas Child. We'd love for you to get more information there. Or you can also get a hold of us and we'll give you more information on how to plug you in so you can be a blessing to a child this Christmas. And of course, before we continue the second segment of our program, once again, I want to welcome Nathan Jones to the second segment of our program. Nathan, it's great to have you back. Great to be on, brother. We had a great time in the first segment. We were uh, talking about some wonderful things, and our time went so quickly. So we pray that individuals are tuning into the second segment. But if maybe someone is tuned in for the first time, Nate, will you be able to briefly once again share a little bit about Lamb and Lion in case someone wants more information? Well, folks can check out the ministry I serve at, Lamb and Lion Ministries. Uh, they can uh, visit our website, lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. There they can find out uh, about our television program, Christ in Prophecy, with Dr. David Reagan. It's broadcast all over the world, over TBN and the Church Channel, and, of course, our website, YouTube, Vimeo. Uh, check us out, lamblion.com. We have plenty of resources there to teach you God's prophetic word. Ooh, awesome. Thank you so much, Nate. Again, those of you watching us live, you can check it out there in the back of the screen there on twave.tv. We'd love for you to visit there and grab hold of all these wonderful opportunities. So thank you so much, Nate. And well, Nathan, of course, uh, this has been a very exciting series as we've been looking at the book of Daniel. And just, uh, I mean, the, the first few verses that we looked at were just power-packed. And again, if you just tuned in for the first time, we would love for you to join us as we continue making our way through Daniel chapter 10. But Nate, real quick, would you be able to recap for us uh, verses 1 through 3 in Daniel chapter 10, just in case someone didn't tune in for the first segment? Okay, <clears throat> sure thing. Excuse me. Daniel was now living in a time where the Medo-Persian Empire had taken over the Babylonian Empire, and uh, he is still got a position of authority in that empire, right. and he's a revealer of dreams. There's a new king in the town, uh, King Cyrus, the prophesied one that would allow the Jewish people to return to Israel and rebuild the temple. So he's living in an exciting time period where, as exiles out of Jerusalem, they are now returning to rebuild the city and rebuild the temple. 
Daniel's an old man, he's not returning with them, mm. but uh, he was given a bunch of prophecies back in Daniel 9 concerning a 70-year, uh, well, I should say 490-year, but 70-week of years time period, and he's trying to understand that. So what we have here in Daniel 10 is he's fasting and praying for three weeks, hoping for an answer to that prayer, and lo and behold, an angel appears ready with an answer for him. I love that. So, Nate, would you be able to read verses 4 and 6 through us once again uh, so we dive into that next portion? Sure. All right. So, Daniel, he's, he's abstaining from uh, the choice foods. He's been praying. And the angel's ready to come. This is the story. Verse 4. Now, on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with the gold of Ephaz. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words were like the voice of a multitude. Woo, that is powerful. And of course, Nate, we introduce here another uh, another mighty angel. Now, some individuals see something differently because sometimes we see a description of Jesus like we notice in Revelation chapter 1 and other places. What, what is your take on this, Nate? What are we looking at here? Well, it's interesting how much this, this description of this angel matches the description of Jesus uh, in Revelation 1. Now, we're talking about Jesus in his glorified body. He stripped of his earthly container, allowed the light of his glory to shine through. Uh, but there will be indicators, as we read throughout chapter 10, that show that this isn't Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, for one, uh, Daniel will address him as, like, sir or lowercase lord, not with the grandeur of God himself. Uh, plus, this uh, this entity who's coming to Daniel is uh, coming as a messenger sent from heaven. Now, Jesus sends himself. He, he is not the sent one. He sends himself. So, uh, all indications show that this is an angel. Plus, in previous examples, uh, when Daniel's prayed, the angel Gabriel had come to him with yes. a message. Now, he doesn't identify him as Gabriel here, so this could be a different angel. But likely, since Gabriel is God's chief messenger, that this is the angel Gabriel. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, that's why we wanted to share that, because we obviously we don't want to get divided over certain things. But we do want to look at scriptures and let scriptures, again, speak to scripture. But definitely, this was an amazing individual. I love the description uh, of uh what he appeared like and all i mean most of god's mighty angels seraphims cherubims they they always look awesome right nate <laughs> they do you know there's not a bunch of uh, blonde curly haired white guys with some <laughs> wings and a robe uh, angels come in all sorts of different packages and this one particularly is clothed in light can you imagine that he's he's so bright that he, he glows and his voice, it's not just the voice of one, it's like the voice of multitudes that's so powerful. And uh, it's a, you know, picture Daniel here, he doesn't know what a nuclear reactor looks right. like, but it's like the glow of a nuclear reactor. I mean, this guy is, is just almost pure energy, and he's, but he's got the appearance of a man, and he's, he's girded, he's got clothes, and he's girded in, in gold, and so... This must have been incredible, and it is incredible because as we'll continue reading, uh, it just sucked the life out of Daniel. He he was just so awed that he basically passed out. Right. And, and Nathan, I'll be honest with you, if something like that appeared to me, bro, I think I will pass out too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we read that a lot. Uh, you know, you're, you've got the captain of the Lord's armies approaching Joshua, and he fell down like a dead man. Uh, Daniel uh, previously had seen other visions of other yeah. angels, and 
it caused him to get so sick that he couldn't get up. I, I think, you know, we, we think, wow, man, you know, we've seen it all. We can be tough. But <laughs> when these guys come, you know, they, they scare the heck out. <laughs> if we want to be honest here, and, and as we'll read on, Daniel has to, to ask the Lord for just a little bit of energy so he can even get up. Excellent point. So, yeah, Nate, if you could continue to take us through, this is very an exciting passage. Well, the next section will be verse 7 through 9, and it goes, And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone when I saw this great vision, and no strength remained in me, for my vigor was turned to frailty in me, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. Wow, this is amazing. Nathan, uh, you know, I used to live in the Bronx and in New York, and supposedly I have friends that always said, man, I got your back. Uh, don't worry. He says, whatever happens, I got your back. And sooner sooner uh, uh, something happened, you look back and you say, hey, where did my friends go, right, Nathan? And, 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 and I'm sure Daniel here was the same way, right? These guys were with him. Hey, we got your back. And as soon as this happens, the Bible says here, they're gone. They're gone, right. <laughs> and this story is very reminiscent of Paul's conversion on the way to Tarsus. Paul was traveling with men to up to, um, Paul of Tarsus was up to Damascus. And on the road to Damascus, uh, Jesus Christ himself shows up. And he's so radiant and blinding that Paul falls off his horse. But the other men couldn't see Jesus. They right. only felt this terror. And it's interesting that this is a, almost an exact story. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not seeing Jesus. He's seeing an angel. But again, it's only Daniel who sees it. Daniel falls almost in a comatose when he sees it. The other men can't. And you got to wonder why. Why only Daniel? Right. Or why only Paul? How did God do that? To me, that boggles my mind. How did God do it where one guy could see him, but the other guys couldn't? You know, Nathan, and, and that's why... It, certain things in the Bible, I have to say, I don't understand it either. (laughs) But but the Bible is clear that that's how the story occurred. And for whatever reason, maybe God wanted to focus on Daniel, right? He wanted to show him something and do something in his life. And that's all I can think of, you know? Yeah. uh, Well, for me, it's the scientific behind it. How how did God work the science out, you know, where Mm, only Daniel sees, sees it and the other men didn't. But even then, even though the men didn't see anything... They were terrified and ran away. Like you said, they didn't have Daniel's back. And same with Paul. The other men were terrified. And they're like, why are we terrified? And here the guys are terrified. They all run away. They, they don't know what's frightening them. But Daniel is there and he sees it. And to me, that just blows my mind that how God can reveal some things to mm. some people and yet keep other people blind to it at the same time. Wow. You know, Nathan, and I love the spiritual analogy because right now there's people tuned into this program and you and I believe in Jesus. We've trusted in him and to him it's clear, but yet there's so many others that are that are still blinded, right, Nate? And, and we see that there's still spiritual warfare, but yet in the midst of all that, God is still opening opportunities for people to come to him, right, Nate? That's an excellent point. I mean, how many times... <clears throat> Have you run into people, especially non-believers, especially even atheists, who they have all the evidence before him that there is a God and that Jesus Christ died for our sins and life transformation when you accept Christ as Savior. For you and me, brother, we know without a shadow of a doubt there is a God and his son Jesus Christ saves us. But those people are seeing the same thing and yet they cannot see it. It's like it's blind to them. There's a a little fear from it because there is that fear that God puts inside us of knowing that we're eternal and their destiny is hell, but 
but they don't see what we see, and, yes. and you can't explain it to them no matter how much you try. <laughs> you witness to them over and over and over again, and they just don't seem to understand. And uh, that's because we, the Holy Spirit is helping us understand and not helping them understand. So maybe that's the case here. Yes. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit working through that angel, uh, opening Daniel's eyes, but not opening up the eyes of his fellow travelers there on the Tigris River. You know, Nathan, and that's why we encourage people that are watching and listening right now that, to recognize that there's a spiritual dynamic behind things. That's why we need to pray, uh, continue to pray for those that don't know the Lord, that those blinders will be removed so that they can see what you and I are seeing, Nathan, and also so that the scriptures will be revealed to them. And Nate, that only happens when someone turns their lives to Christ, right? Exactly. Uh, only by having Jesus Christ forgive you of your sins and take the guilt of those sins onto himself and the punishment onto himself was the Holy Spirit of God open our eyes to understanding and other than the Bible says we're dead men we, we don't understand we're like dead dead people don't understand anything they're dead uh, but we come alive through Jesus Christ and that's very important that uh, we open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit to reveal these things you know Nathan and I know we're just getting into the second uh, segment of the program but I, I believe maybe there's someone who just tuned in that is watching and listening and they don't have a relationship with the Lord and Nate you and I see that there's a lot of things happening in our time we see a lot of signs of the time and we don't believe there's uh, I mean we believe that there's not uh, much time left uh, we believe the Lord can return at any moment and, and that person that is watching that person that is listening that doesn't have an opportunity uh, we would like to do that right now Nate would you be able to share with that person maybe how they can start a relationship with the Lord even now in the middle of the program well you have to surrender your life uh, give control of your life over to Jesus Christ hey he's God he knows better he, That's right. he knows the end from the beginning you can put your trust in him he's got only the best desire for you to, to see the best in your life and that doesn't mean necessarily materialism that means spiritually yeah. he wants to forgive you of your sins if you repent and ask him for forgiveness mm. he will forgive you and when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ the punishment of your sin goes on to Jesus Christ who died on the cross he took your sin and when he died on the cross and he beat death by resurrecting Amen. that victory of his can be yours as well when you put your faith and trust in pray in your heart Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. Mm. And he promises to do just that. Wow. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan. And then we see that that veil is lifted and people come to know him. Again, you're tuned in to the Truth with Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we look in at Daniel chapter 9, God's Mighty Angels. Our lines will remain open. The local number is 305-992-9537 or 321-N-TIME. And you can always text in your questions or your comments. So, Nate, amazing. This is a great passage so these guys flee they leave daniel alone daniel is looking at this incredible uh, messenger coming to him and thank you nate would you be able to continue to take us through this wonderful passage in daniel 10 certainly certainly uh before we get there i'm just one thought and that is how we're talking about the veil being lifted off our eyes yeah and here daniel is getting not only the veil lifted off his eyes uh spiritually but he's seeing the angelic world working around on in the background. Something, mm. brother, that you and I aren't yeah. allowed to see. And I don't know if we'd want to see it. It'd probably be <laughs> also terrifying. But Daniel is seeing it. And look at what happens to Daniel when he sees it. His vigor disappears. He has no energy. He falls almost like a dead man onto the ground. He's, he passes out. And, brother, that would be us if we saw the spirit world. For anybody out there saying, oh, I wish I saw the, the spirit world going on and about what we're just about to read this now, you might not want to. <laughs> you might not. 
and, and it's true, Nathan, because we're talking about a whole different realm here. Things operate differently, and that's why the Bible tells us that we have, we're going to be someday changed and transformed and given spiritual bodies, right, Nate? So that we'll be able to function in that arena. Otherwise, we're going to be like dead men. Absolutely right. Uh, we need our spiritual body, that the, our glorified body that the Lord will give us one day to function in a spiritual realm, uh, being with the Lord Jesus, uh, being able to look at him face to face. Our human bodies couldn't, couldn't right. handle the, the pure energy and the holiness. I mean, read verse 10. Suddenly a hand touched me and made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man, greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For I have now been sent to you while he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Wow. So, brother, that's us. That's, <laughs> that would be us standing before the Lord. And, he, and he's just standing before an angel, an amazing angel. This is Gabriel, you know, one of the chief angels of, of God. But just a messenger, just a yeah. servant. Imagine standing before the real God. Woof, amazing. And Nathan, and all this occurred because of his obedience in prayer. And sometimes it's a little terrifying when God answers certain prayers and we're like, wow, God, you did this, right? <laughs> exactly. Now, see what, what Gabriel, if I, I'm just going to call him Gabriel uh, because it ties him with Daniel 9. Amen. Maybe it's not Gabriel, but let's say it is Gabriel. It, it is a messenger angel. And he passes on a message that man greatly beloved. That's what he calls Daniel. Yeah. In other words, not greatly beloved by the angel, but greatly beloved by God. Yes. Now, why do you think Daniel is greatly beloved by God? Well, Nathan, I know it's because he had a special place through prayer, his closeness to the Lord, and his, his humility. I mean, that's what we see over and over is the humility in prayer and interceding for his people. Yes, exactly. It's interesting. Of the three main people that the Bible points out are the greatest uh, in yeah. faith in God was Moses, Job, and Daniel. And here Daniel is proving it by having this tremendous, if we go back to verse 1 through 3, he fasted and prayed for three weeks. Brother, yeah. how many Christians you know fast and pray for three weeks? N not many, Nathan, not many. <laughs> not many. And you're going through that now. You're living out the Daniel uh, spiritual discipline. Brother, I envy you. I have never done the three-week fast. Uh, you're, you're convicting me that I need to do something like that. No, Nathan. And, and again, you and I, what we're talking about is a work of the Spirit, right, Nathan? And nothing is impossible for the Lord to do through us so i have to say i will cover your prayers and anyone else because there is a lot of discouragement and a lot of warfare when we undertake any spiritual discipline so i'm going to be praying for you as well nathan <laughs> well, you. and i hope everybody listening in takes up what you call it what the daniel discipline challenge that's right daniel discipline challenge and fast and uh Again, like you and I talked in the first segment, it's not that we're starving ourselves to death. It's not that you can't eat. Uh, it's just that we're changing our diet a little bit so that we can honor the Lord and have him speak to us. And if you do that for three weeks, brother, you're going to lose some weight. I think so, Nathan. We've done it throughout, <laughs> we've done it throughout the years now for the past 12 years, and you do tend to lose some weight. <laughs> Oh, that's a reason enough right there, isn't it? Uh, absolutely, Nathan. <laughs> and it's not only that, but uh, the first few days are always the most challenging. In case someone is watching Nathan and someone is listening and maybe you and I have encouraged them and they say, hey, you know what? I want to take the challenge. Maybe for a week, maybe not three weeks, but I'm, I'm willing to do a week or I'm willing to do three days. You know what, Nate? I believe that if people even did it for a day and they really did it from their heart, that God would do something nice in their lives. Exactly. Exactly. I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, brother, we left Daniel there, uh, passed out, shivering and shaking. Uh, <laughs> should we bring him uh, out of his uh, funk there? Let's do it. 
All right, verse 15. And when he, the angel, had spoken such words to me, I turned my face towards the ground and I became speechless. So here he's still struggling. Verse 16. And suddenly, one having the likeness of the sons of men, another angel here, touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me, and I have retained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord, lowercase, as for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is there any breath left in me. Well, then again, the one, having the likeness of a man, touched me, and he strengthened me, and he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace be to you, be strong, yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened, I said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Woo! Nathan, this is uh, powerful. You know, uh, some of the things that you mentioned there, I believe, are just amazing because we do get strengthened of the Lord when he answers our prayers. And it's almost like someone literally touches us and we are sort of revived. It is. It's a great example. When we feel run down, tired, spiritually beaten, the world seems overwhelming, we need to turn to the Christian source of strength. You know, we we uh, might need 110 watts, but he, the Lord provides 220, and we need to plug to that. That's and uh, the Lord is our strength, and we need to remember that. And here, Daniel is like, I have no strength. You're about to give me this big message, and I can't even stand up. Do something about it, please. And that's what the angel, and it appears a second angel. Uh, if, if the way the wording is, it's a little difficult to see if it's right. the same angel or a second. But let's say the, the angel touches him, and he, he strengthens him. He gives him the ability mm. to actually not be passed out, to stand up, be strong, and be prepared to take the message of God. And brother, when we engage in the spiritual discipline, yeah. when we turn to the Lord and our strength and faith, we are then ready to receive the messages of God. And usually what that is is God's direction for his will in our lives. Excellent point, Nathan. I love that. And, and that's why I really believe that that is the thing that we need the most in these last days is to, to encourage one another to be touched of the Lord, to be strengthened. Because, Nathan, we are in a major uh, battle. We're in a major race. We see it in our country. We see it in the decisions that are being made. And, and we cannot grow weary and tired and faint. This is a time when we really need to pray and ask the Lord to touch us and give us strength to continue in this race. Oh, and what a time period we live in. Oh, the school shootings. Yeah. ICE marching across the Middle East. Our government uh, promoting what is evil as good. Uh, everywhere we see there's apostasy, and we're living in terrible, terrible times. And uh, sure, it's great. we got our Starbucks and our iPads and right. whatever entertainment we want, but in reality, the world is a moral mess. People are dying left and right. And Brother, it gets me down sometimes, and yeah. I need to remind myself. I need to read Daniel 10. <laughs> and remind myself that there is strength in God. Excellent point. And you know, Nathan, one of the uh, articles and one of the topics that you're covering uh, there in Lamb and Lion is talking about our nation, right? How our nation is like rabid. Dr. Reagan has uh, really been put on his heart as of late, the spiritual condition of our country. We had a yeah. big conference and a number of speakers. We're doing a series on Christ and prophecy that features those speakers. And we're doing different interviews of different people who are calling out spiritually about the apostasy in our country, the morality declining, and, and that need to repent. And so that's what our ministry has been focusing on in, in this year, is, is that we need as a nation to repent and to return back to the Lord. Mm, excellent point. And you know, Nathan, one of the things, too, that I, that I do want to do, and I know that a lot of times 
we say, but I wanted for us to maybe pray uh, for a minute or two just for the situation in America, for those uh, the, the shootings and everything else. And we really believe, Nathan, that it's prayer, right, that is going to change things. Uh, and we also encourage people that are watching and listening right now, those of you that are are tune in regularly to our program, join us in prayer for our country, for the president, for the decisions that are being made, because we believe that one of the challenges is that a lot of people are not making biblical decisions, right, Nate? They're not, they're not, and they need to be in prayer. And a lot of people uh, believe that prayer is just nothing, that God's not listening or he's not answering. And yet here Daniel is, look at the extent that he went to pray for a message, for an answer from God. And you're not going to get an angel showing up at your house. But you might have the Holy Spirit point you in the right direction, either as you read through the Bible or through a confirmation from another Christian. Uh, God has an answer for you, but you've got to go through the spiritual disciplines to get that answer. Exactly. And you know, Nate, that's why I really believe that. And I really believe God has something special for that person watching and that person listening. And uh, God wants to answer your prayers. And maybe you are a, a stay-at-home mom right now and you're going through a difficulty. Maybe you're a dad and you lost your job. Uh, maybe you just had a tragedy, some bad news that someone gave you. Maybe you got into an accident, uh, whatever the case might be. Well, God wants to strengthen you, and we want to take a minute and just pray for you. And Nate, would you be able to quickly just pray maybe for the spiritual condition of our nation, for our president and, and our leaders? Would that be okay? Certainly. Let's do that. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for giving us Daniel 10 so that we can understand uh, not only the Christian's walk of faith and how we can uh, grow yes. closer to you, but the need to repent, the need to, for uh, the people to turn back to you. And, Lord, our, our country is going through many challenges right now, especially as we have given up on our, our you and mm. we're trying to remove you out of the public sector yes. uh, to our own demise as, as people without morality commit heinous crimes, as uh, crime and, and anarchy increase in our nation, Lord. It just is a constant reminder we need to turn back to you. Mm. Daniel, Lord, when he prayed to you, he yes. repented of his own sins. And Lord, I ask for forgiveness for my sins as I contribute to the problem in society with my own mm. sins. And Lord, we as a church ask for forgiveness. Yes. Lord, please forgive us of our sins as we have wandered from you and we're not teaching the whole truth. And Lord, we as a nation that was founded on Christian principles has wandered so far away. Lord, if it's our decadence that is killing us spiritually, take that away. Give us, Lord, a pure heart for you once more. Return us to you, Lord, and come back to us. Mm. Please don't be absent. Protect us. Protect your servants here, Lord. And as we transition uh, to your spiritual kingdom, and uh, hopefully, Lord, your, your earthly kingdom soon in the millennial kingdom, mm. Lord, we pray protection for your saints during these difficult times. In your precious name, mm. amen. Thank you. And Father, we do also pray in agreement, Nathan and I, Father, we pray again, not only for our country, but Father, we pray for those that are watching, those that are listening, Father, we pray that people will recognize, Lord, that you are at work in their lives, that you do answer prayers today. But Father, you are wanting us to get on our knees, Father God, in our prayer closet and to call upon your name. And Father, you have the dispatch center ready to send out your holy angels, Lord, but oftentimes we do not pray so that the angels can go forward and do what you've called them to do. So I pray that you help us to get on our knees and pray more and intercede more, Father God, so your angelic beings can go forward and do a wonderful thing, breaking down barriers, Lord, and freeing people from darkness into light. So we thank you, God, for the power of prayer. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being able to pray. So we thank you also for today, for this wonderful encouragement that we find in the book of Daniel. And I pray that we will put forth those spiritual disciplines that we need, Lord, as we see you uh, wrapping things up in these last days. In Jesus' name.
name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, Nathan Jones, I, I really thank you for taking some time and just pray with me. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, from week to week, we try not to do the same cookie cutter uh, type of program. But we, we, we pray that people watching and listening, right, Nate, will come into a real relationship with the Lord. That's the purpose. This is why, brother, I think you and I do what we do day in, day out, serve in ministry. We want people to know Jesus Christ as their Savior like we do. We want people to be saved like we were saved. We know the joy of the Lord. We want you to know the joy of the Lord as well. Absolutely. And if we can help you know the joy of the Lord by praying for you, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, get a hold of us. We would love to pray uh, with you. But Nathan Jones, we've come to the end of the second segment of our program. Man, this is just powerful. Thank you so much for joining me again. Well, again, thank you for having me. Great honor. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Nate. And hopefully those of you that are watching and listening, you can again continue to tune in in the next weeks as we continue to make our way through Daniel chapter 10, God's mighty angel. So Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and look up for the Lord is coming soon at any moment. Again, have a wonderful day in Jesus.